just like pee your pants level splatter like in insane bukkake level splatter okay. yeah <laughs> well, that's just... I, I opened one up in the hallway at work and like i said i mean it was everywhere it was on both the walls six feet away from me it was all over me and a shipper guy was in front of me and he just goes nice dude <laughs> <laughs> wow okay men are disgusting i think that's that's the moral of the story as i sit here with my three beverages yeah it's, oh yeah you're triple bevving right now mm-hmm. it's been pretty bad yeah i did one in the studio it got all over paintings and i had to frantically like run at them with a paper towel why luckily acrylic is pretty they're resilient cool. no but water like will leave stains on the surface of things if oh, you just if, if you leave it alone if, if you wipe cured, it off it's yeah. okay but yeah no, even if it's cured. Oh, it'll do that weird white ring thing? Yeah, it'll just like, it, it makes the surface have a different sheen, oh, you know? Right. Uh, maybe it's the carbonation. Maybe or the, maybe, maybe the just, carbon's just like, Haha, Oh, it could be, yeah. Maybe it's just getting the dust off the paintings, too. That probably that. Is probably what it's that doing. Might be but sometimes closer. I think the dust fixes itself to the surface and becomes a permanent part of the painting. I don't know. What kind of fucking dust heap trap, clap trap are you painting I got, in? I got a lot of dust in my studio, man. I don't know if it's from the spray or just from general uncleanliness, but yeah, is my studio is building a, shedding. That is possible. I think I'm just shedding too. I have medical grade dandruff. Did you know that? What the fuck is medical grade? I have medical grade dandruff. I went to the dermatologist and they gave me a special red shampoo because my dandruff is atomic. What? And it fucks shit up. I was getting dandruff on my face. Ew. Yeah, I started getting redness on my face, and I thought, like, oh, it's just dry winter weather. And then it got so bad that I decided to take action. Because it was clogging action. your pores? No, no. I went to the—I th- I thought it was—I don't know. I don't know what I thought. I thought I had AIDS or something. And I went, to the do- I went to the doctor, and I was like, what's up with this red shit on my face? I've been trying to deal with it on my own, and nothing is working. Mm. And they said, oh, you just have medical-grade dandruff on your face. And I said, what? I've always had it on my head. And they're like, yeah, well, now it's on your face. What is wrong with your body? <laughs> so have some red shampoo. And that's that's aside from the other two skin problems that I also have. But we don't have to talk about this on the podcast. Oh, when you were bleeding and I was like, did you, do you have a concussion? Or yeah. What's going yeah. on? That's just my uh, medical grade Guido oil Ugh. manufacturing plant. I mean, you're talking to someone whose entire forehead is like, just like, hello. What, shiny? No, I have like a thing here and then another. Th- uh, my eyebrows like to be like, <laughs> we have pimples. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, you you have folliculitis also. That's what I have. But it's just very extreme. It's right by my like, okay, so I have two on each eyebrow. There are three hairs that are my evil villain hairs that they grow a good six inches. And if I don't pluck them, they will curl and stab my eye. Oh man. When you're old, you're going to have a real wizard look. Oh, it's going to be wild. I'm already have to like trim them. I like push them up and then I go snip, snip, snip. I didn't realize this, that you were taking measures to, uh, mitigate the growth. Oh, my nose hair will curl under from one nostril to the other. If I don't trim it. (laughs) Oh my God. You get a septum piercing of nose hair. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Grows everywhere. Like the thicket on my ass, (laughs) the like brambles in my nostrils Nothing on my head. You were doing your Adelesque posture on the couch the other day, and you were wearing a button-up shirt that had come slightly untucked, and the mass of hair <laughs> just <laughs> poking out of like this small six-inch zone between your belt line and your belly button. First of all, why were you looking, you homo? I couldn't help it, you know? I don't know. What's when there's flesh <laughs> exposed, well, uh, not that I saw any flesh underneath the uh, no, forest just, of hair. Yeah, no, the no. tangle, the bramble. 
I thought I might see a rabbit like just jump out, out, just out like, of there. <laughs> I might just put a snack of cheese it like on my belly. Just like, <laughs> I thought it was nibbling on your carrot. Listen, I avoid toothy blowjobs. We've talked about this. Um, no, it's winter time. I don't. I don't take. You know, the the belly hedge doesn't. You know, get trimmed down until the sun's out. Oh, okay. The the manscaping only happens uh, when it's beach time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the other kind happens all the time. Oh, okay. there's a gentleman caller. Oh, uh huh. Around. Which oh, right. so. I have to beat him off with a stick these days. And I'm like, I'm tired. I thought no. you beat him off with your hand. That's if I'm feeling good. <laughs> Most of the time I just go, I'm tired. Sorry. Um, yeah, these winter months are... The, this is the longest month of January I think I've ever experienced. You said that on a past episode too, but really? you realize that all Januarys are the same length, Ugh. my friend. They're all no. 31 days. That never changes. January is the same length every time. I don't like that. I want it to be shorter. Uh-huh. I want it to be the shortest month. I want February and January to be swapped. Why? Why do you why does that matter? I don't know. I kind of like the short month being the second one. I don't know. You go through a long slog and then you have a nice shorty and then it's springtime. No, it's not. And you're right in there. It's a uh, Pisces season in March. Who the fuck knows? And then quickly on to Aries. Is that true? Yeah. Aries sure is in that? April. Mm. I'm pretty sure. I learned today that uh pisces is the sign above all signs what that it's the sign that encapsulates every other one pisces have a lot going on and then aries is a naive and youthful sign because it's the first in the rotation what kind of hippie shit were you drinking today i had a i had a business meeting that i can't discuss with one of our associates mm. and uh you what? Know, i was i was learning all about the stars and stuff business meeting yeah like I said, I can't discuss it here. It's oh. secret and private. I can't even tell you off, Mike. You're not allowed to know. What? It was a secret discussion with an associate of mine. Let's just leave it at that. No secrets. This what? is not a secret-keeping podcast. This is for free furniture review nope. and no political. I'm going to black box your political. You're going to black box it or black ball it, I think. I don't, know what, I don't know what the difference is, to be perfectly you're honest. You're trying to banish it, is what you're getting at. For one episode. Yeah, well, I'm doing that also voluntarily. Because, yeah, I was already going to do that. Oh, wow. Because you indulged me for like 40 minutes the last time. And I don't think our listeners like it very much either. No. But I do no. have to let it out of my system every once in a while. So it's my podcast. You all can suck it. I don't give a fuck okay, if you listen to wow. this one. Wow. But anyway, yeah, for your sake, I was going to let this just be a freewheeling one. Oh, good. Even though I do have things to say about Bernard and, you know, and such, but I'm going to. I'm going to let that be the only mention of his name for the rest we, of the episode. I think during this national time of mourning, oh. we have to let the politics, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you aside. know, Will, uh, we on the right side of history in the hashtag Me Too universe, we call it karma. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well. Not that his daughter deserved it or anything. She's safe. She's an innocent youth. What? Oh. Snuffed out too soon. But him. He was a rapist, and he got what he deserved. What? <laughs> I know he cheated on his wife, but he bought her like a giant yellow diamond. I, you know, I, I don't know enough about this to really get into it, although apparently he raped and then admitted oh. to it later. Oh. But it seems like everyone's letting him off the hook for that now that he's dead. Well, so. I mean, hmm. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know what to do with any of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just... I, 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 yeah. I I almost wish I hadn't brought it up. Yeah, either. Oops. I mean, whoops. Uh... Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <clears throat> Ahem. 
him. I did um I did have a fascinating little jag on Instagram today. By the way, we got to talk about my Instagram. It's it's going off in all sorts of weird directions, but I'll start with this one. Yeah, taking all these medications for your skin, not any for your head. It's really is I'm taking no medications at all. I've I've been totally abstaining from everything except for Juul. The only medication I'm on right now is Juul, so I'm I'm feeling pure. I have no chemicals in my system except for half a pint of ice cream and Excuse me. Yeah. Dude, I <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting off okay? on all sorts of tangents here. Not Did, really. Were you crying and eating ice cream? No, well, it's the not drinking, you know? So I've felt like, oh, I can indulge in treats from time to time. And now those treats have turned into twice a day uh, sugar bombs. So how much of this Haagen-Dazs did you have? Uh, it's not Haagen-Dazs. It was a $7 pint of gelato from the grocery store. <laughs> Talenti or whatever? The yes. Fu- Ugh precisely yeah it actually wasn't very good i do have to say as a review it's too fluffy gelato is supposed to be denser than ice cream yes and this is not this is just like puffed basically had a like halo top i don't know what that is oh it it has like it's like super low it's like a hundred calories for the whole pint oh good so i did a thing for my health is what you're getting no that no no no, no. that's halo top oh okay you ate the thing that's just like sugar milk fat here to fuck your mouth. Well, apparently gelato has less milk fat. I read this on Wikipedia. I was doing some research because I ate too much of the ice cream and I wanted to convince myself that it wasn't a bad thing. And I learned that uh, ice cream has between 14 and 20% milk fat and that gelato has between 3 and 8% milk fat. So by so any standard, of it? I didn't eat too much of it. What's in the rest of it? Yeah, I don't know. Air? No. It's it, well, it's made of the same thing as ice cream, but there is more air introduced into it, I think, or huh. something introduced into it. Huh. Or no, you know what it, you know uh-huh. what it is? It's churned much slower, oh. which accounts for its density and lower content okay. of milk, and sometimes it has no eggs, whereas ice cream has eggs. Ice cream has eggs in it? Yeah. It does? Yeah, sometimes. What? According to Wikipedia, man, I'm not an ice creamologist. I, I mean, can't speak with any authority. On you've that. had the most ice cream out of everyone I know today, so well, today, but you've had more ice cream than anyone I know cumulatively in no. all of human history. <laughs> First of all, no. I only indulge... I, it's been a while since I've you know taken a pint to the dome. Yeah, a Ben & Jerry's uh, peanut butter core, perhaps. I don't fuck with peanut butter ice cream. Thank really? You Why not? No, 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 no. No, sir, no, ma'am. Why? Peanut butter's the best ice cream. No, it is not. What do you think is the best ice cream? Cookies and cream, something like this? Cookies and cream. Yeah. With a... In chocolate ice cream or a double fudge brownie ice cream, where you're literally just eating a baked good, but it's cold. Right. Well, yesterday you managed to bring home a snack that is quite an abomination, which was just Parmesan cheese baked into (sighs) small discs. Listen, because you don't... So what I'm understanding about you now is that you just like a baked good primarily. So you've never gone to Chopped in your life, have you? The salad place? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I've been to Chopped. Those little discs that I had as a snack are things that you can add into like a kale Caesar as like the crouton. So it gives you the salt and thing, but again, no carb. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not surprised by that, but you do realize it would be really weird to eat like a bag full of croutons. You never did that as a little kid? As a little kid? Well, yeah, never mind. I did. Yeah, it's fucking delicious. I would still do that. Who am I kidding? Yeah. I don't know. It's bread, seasoned, dried, and delicious. Crunchy bread product, yeah. Yep, this is a carb podcast now. Yeah, pro yeah. carbs. <laughs> Hi, you keto diet people, go fuck yourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, we we never even introduced the show. I guess we're just not doing that anymore. Did we do it? 
What? I guess we don't always introduce it, but we just blew right by that this time. We this just is got Fatty right Fatty 2 by 4 the yeah. podcast. <laughs> Welcome to a very special episode of Fatty Fatty 2 by 4 Oh, boy. We talk Lizzo, lumber, and carbs on this podcast. <laughs> As this is famously a visual medium, you can't see me rub my eyes in despair. Uh you realize I only make fun of her so much because it triggers you so, right? It just right? makes me so... Uh, I don't know why. It just makes me go, no, <laughs> no. I think it makes a lot of people unhappy. I also talked about that a little bit today with our associate. But, okay. Yeah, you um, can't do that. Yeah, people don't like it when I do that. No. It's ju- it, Apparently, it's just mean. It is. It is mean. I'm, you know, sometimes I'm mean. What can I say? Sometimes I'm a misogynazi. You know, oh, I have a little too much sugar and I get a head of steam on. Yeah. And I can't do anything about it. A sugared that. up toddler. Yeah. You at your worst. Sugared up toddler. Can we go to the, can we go to the McDonald's drive through? No. Can we go here? No. Can we go I, I need a jewel pot. But but I need it uh, we're I need to run one errand and then you can have the thing. You can have your treat after we do one errand. No, but I wanted the thing now. Fine. Get out of the fucking car. Listen, I man, I will act like that with jewel pods, but when it comes to McDonald's drive throughs, I think we both know. You'd rather hit the Wendy's instead? That's true. <laughs> mm. See? Listen, I just learned in my... I did some light preparation research in the 12 seconds when I was sitting on the couch when I got home. There's going to be a McGriddles McChicken sandwich for breakfast. And, ooh, bitch, I can't wait. Ooh, that's basically a chicken and waffles sandwich. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to go scope out the mcdonald's on canal tomorrow and be like hi Ooh, you know I, you got that i want it mm, you know they have a sandwich like that uh at the fancy market near where i work that's basically a syrup with fried chicken on a biscuit type of thing but do you know um no uh hudson market oh it's really pretty good is. it's called the mason and dixon oh which is yeah i guess that's a little Problems. problematic but um it's a good sandwich but here's my take man i don't want chicken for breakfast ever you should chicken is not a breakfast food it's kind of delicious though i know that it's delicious but i'll i'll fuck with a chicken and waffles or like a chicken biscuit as a breakfast for dinner option oh. but i don't fuck with it in the morning time you never had a homophobic chicken biscuit uh no the last time i had the opportunity to was at the cleveland airport at mm-hmm. seven in the morning and, you and went to fucking i shake went to shack. shake shack instead and shake shack was out of bacon so I got yeah. a really sad breakfast biscuit that was just sausage and nothing. Yeah. What are you like a Mennonite? For yeah, fuck's it, sake? Was, like... it, it was a bad choice. I'm I'm not gonna deny that. Ooh. But no, I didn't you know, even even with the homophobic chicken, the delicious, delicious anti gay chicken, I didn't want it. For That's breakfast. what I had when I landed in Cleveland. I was like, Well, no one's gonna judge me here. <laughs> That's true. It's the heartland, baby. So pinky's up and I like <laughs> went went at it and I just like, you know, fully culture jam that airport um no i i haven't had a good breakfast in a while i also haven't had brunch in a while but i hate brunch well do you hate the culture of brunch you don't hate brunch food i know for a fact you like brunch. i love a hollandaise yeah but that's all i want yeah but you can get that at any time of day that's true it doesn't need to be a Sunday brunch. It's best hungover on a Sunday, though. You do have to admit, that enhances it a little bit. Mm, I like it in a midweek, kind of like, ooh, playing hooky. <laughs> Having something fatty. A midweek hollandaise. Yeah. Mm, yeah, afternoon delight. Yeah. 
Yeah, that actually works. This this tracks and it's a non on Um now that I don't have anywhere to have dim sum. Why uh golden unicorn? Oh, I guess. Yeah. But it sucks. It doesn't suck. It's, it's just not as good bad. as the flushing it's one. It's bad. Anyway. Anyway. Um I was trying to say before, but we got off on this food jag. Did mm. did you see the post um at the subway station at Bryant Park somebody replaced um 42nd street with the word kobe so the sign oh, yeah, kobe Bryant park everybody yeah. saw this post yeah um well i because my instagram is all fucked up now i get really weird um suggestions in my feed one of which was the fox news um how did you fuck instagram. up your instagram Albert? well i liked a couple of donald trump's posts okay and oh, then okay. now all of a sudden i'm getting lots and lots of conservative memes it also ah. might have to do with posting those pepes that one time i'm Probably. not really sure it's all it's all crossing now but uh so i went on the fox news instagram and they posted that same picture of the kobe bryant park thing and you know with some humble caption or whatever that was like oh r.i.p to a real one what? or whatever the fuck fox I news i don't says. think that that's the phraseology that fucks <laughs> the but. funniest thing though was the comment section oh, on this no. post and the amount of people that were concerned about the vandalism i would say one out of every six comments out of the hundreds that there were were decrying the rancid vandals the vandalism <laughs> in the new york city subway system oh yeah oh yes that's what we that's what we care about yes those corn-fed center Americans, they weren't they weren't standing for it. They felt that it was disrespectful of public property and that somebody should take that down. I mean, sweetie, it's no, it's worse when no. I no. Those are the same people who go like smells like urine down here and you're like, "Yes, everything smells like pee." Yes, yes. Keep people, moving. People that watch Pizza Rat and think it was real. Although what? I thought it was real when it, it first real? came out. No, that was a staged thing with a trained rat. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I guess you're right there with them. One of these people. I also didn't give a shit. I was like, that's... I was like, that's plausible. It anyway, is plausible. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. You get to give it up for that. That's fine. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've seen something like that. Never that big, but yeah, we could see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I buy it. Yeah. The realm of plausibility with certain internet hoaxes, I'm like, you know, not the craziest shit I've seen. Can you think of another one? I'm trying to. Uh, I'm running through my brain right oh, now. Oh wait! Scanning. Before we do that, have you seen this Instagram? The guy who holds up signs of like banalities of like, we mm-hmm. all like Jerry from Cheer too. No, <laughs> there's a okay. So like one of these like shitty like media sites that's based in Soho. Like there's this guy who his the Instagram is guy with sign. So he'll just hold stupid banalities. Is he in a particular place? Like, is he at Broadway Lafayette every time? He's just, time, like, on Broadway somewhere around. in, like, around the Equinox or, like, somewhere, you know, Nolita, like, adjacent things gotcha. where, like, brunchy bitches go. And it's like, oh, funny. It's that kind of mid-level, like, I go to Equinox and then I go to my tech startup job humor. Yeah, right, right. It's very broad. Broad and, like, but, like, meme-adjacent. Yeah, meme-adjacent and it sounds, it's, it's like, um... There was a big Twitter phenomenon of the Hot Pockets joke. People making, like, trying to repurpose Hot Pockets hot and pockets make joke? Cold Pockets jokes. Oh, yes. Do you yes, remember yes. seeing this? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like that, where it's like, oh, isn't that, like, crazy? It's not very funny at all. It's just no. a little absurdist and not very, you know, and completely inoffensive. Well, when you do oh, when you do guy with sign, there's a lot of guy with sign. So that was really a, uh, that was a choice. Oh, the sign guy. 
It says like the one that's on there. It says a repost won't save Australia. This is also not the same thing. Well, it's it's a very. This is also very bad. Yeah, it's also it's stupid. a very broad format, man. I mean, I could imagine there's many of these people that there might not even be a singular guy. You know, no, it was always the same like dude with like black puffer or black vest and like you know. Uh huh. Do you know is is he like really earnest about it? Does he think he's no. really enacting no, no, change no, no, no. or no, like no, what? No. But like, what does he do for work? You know, he um, works at one of those companies. Like, there's a Thrillist office on Broadway. Oh, do you think he's like sponsored yeah. by one of these companies? Oh, so it's not even you know it's an astroturfed thing. It's yeah. not organic. No, 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 no. Like they just sent him out and then it's like pumped up crank. the things. Yeah. Oh, jeez. No, no, no. no. Oh, that's super stupid, man. Yeah. Yeah. But it's for that kind of person who's like, well, that's funny. Let's share it. Uh-huh. Let's share it to the stories. Go fuck yourself. Well, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. You why. know, if you're not if you're not turning a blind eye to New York weirdos anyway, and you're stupid enough to be fooled by a fake New York weirdo, yeah. like real ones are really interesting. You know, like Chapo just interviewed the Safdie brothers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they use like all these non actors. You know, like mm-hmm. the guys that uh, the thugs in their movie, or the guys that showed up in the background of Uncut Gems. He those, like, sold Jewish me a guy. watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys are all like off the street weirdos that are kind of famous from like internet videos. Or, uh, you know, just whatever, just from them being around in New York. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, genuine New York cranks, usually yeah. older Jewish men. Yeah. Frankly, I mean, no. let's be real. Not all the time, but often. Your people. Are very funny. Italians? The Italians yeah, that's who are true too. cranky and loud. That's fine. That's fine. Maybe it's just old white men, I guess. Yeah. I mean. You know, I don't want to defame our... Um, Jewish brothers and sisters on National um, Hall. Yeah, I'm like, what are you that, doing? Yeah, that was a mistake too. I'm Jesus just, you know, Christ. I don't know. I can't just help myself. Stepping in it all over the place. I kind of like it. <sighs> I'm just stepping onto the train to my own Auschwitz. Okay, you can edit that. <laughs> yeah. you can feel free to edit that for your own sake. For your own sake. Listen, man, I'm the victim in that hypothetical, and you're the Hitler. Excuse? <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> Please save me. Talk about something. I will not. No, I want to see I want to see how this pans out. I'm just going to let this knot tie itself over and over again. What is it called? A Giordian knot? Griot- Gordian knot. Sure, whatever. Yeah. A Giordian knot like Geordi from Star Trek? It's a blind knot? A John Giordian knot? Who's John Giordi? John Giorno. Who's that? Never is mind. Is that a mobster? No. He's an old Italian man that gets himself into trouble? No. You know, oh, like man. around, like, I think he was like around Warhol, around the factory. Like, he was a poet. He does the, you know, those things that were on uh, Broadway, like by NYU. It was like, uh, no war, no poetry with war or no war with, you know, like oh, the yeah. white text. I think I yeah. know what you're talking that about. Guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. He did too, but. Mm-hmm. How did he die? I don't know. Old? He died from old. He died from old. As we all do one day. And probably some other stuff. into the sands of old. The sands of old. <laughs> I think that's a a line from the old time rock and roll song. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> okay, the sands of time. What? That sands through the hourglass. So are the days of our lives. Is that from the Golden Girls? What are we talking about again? <laughs> I don't know. But all of my cultural touchstone things that I'm referencing, they're like. And I'm getting a little nervous. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry. oh, you're too much into Zoomers and Boomers and who's it's and what's it's. Yeah, man. Know, I, like... I'm trying to avoid my own sands of old by becoming a Zoomer. You know, I'm well on my way. I got the sweatpants now. I got an ironic tie-dye shirt. 
Is it? I, I follow Billie Eilish on Instagram. Why? I think that's also fucking up my recommends. Yeah, probably. That's making the that's confusing everything. Yeah, I follow that. Oh, I follow the cool girl from Cheer that vapes. So I started getting not. all these. Yeah, I did. Oh I started getting all these cheerleading things. She makes four twenty posts sometimes, so she's cool. Uh, I've the, been thirst liking all of Julia Fox's Instagram pictures. So I don't that's know who all. This is the the hot girl from Uncut Gems. I don't know who that is. Sure, you do. Julia Fox from Uncut Gems, man. Come on. What, you saw the what movie. What was the character? The only woman in the movie, other the, than the old Jewish woman. The wife. Not the Jewish wife. The mistress. Oh. I thought the wife was great. Yeah, she was a great actress, but she's a little busted, if I'm being honest. She's what the she's what Julia Fox turns into in 30 years. I don't think so, no. Julia Fox Girl. is never going to age. Okay, so she's going to stay exactly the same as she is now forever. Let's just talk about how that's at not least how in my mind. Mm, yeah, the JPEG of your mind. Okay, mm-hmm. just Ugh. like Donald Trump t- tweeting that artifacted flag, it'll stay just as beautiful in my mind, but it'll get less and less in resolution. Fucking an artifact. What? You know when you like um, repost a JPEG oh, and on the internet it and it just, gets pixelated yeah. over time? Yeah, remember when uh, Trump took out Soleimani? He he p- tweeted a artifacted american flag it was like a 300 pixel resolution (laughs) flag Mm -mm. you don't remember this Mm -mm. yeah he tweeted it like right after the strike so he went and got the lowest thing and just went i heard it described as boomer signaling which is really accurate because boomers don't know how to post so they post shitty resolution images so that was like literally like you know like in the old aol like like a little circle thing that would be like in like a window that he then was like, blop. Yes, exactly. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like pull it off a message board and repost it yeah. Yeah. at a larger image size so it fucks it up even more. Can we go back to that kind of internet where you can see the pixel of, of everything and it was just clunky and chunky? You know, like Mario Paint style? Like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, that's the internet that I'm most nostalgic for. That's why I'm being mean on this podcast. That's the type of internet that I aspire to get back to. Like I... Catfishing people on message boards, mm-hmm. you know catfish that's, that's that's where you just <laughs> full stop sorry yeah full stop i mean i like i you mean the aesthetic though you like that chunky internet i like a chunky of internet. like boxes in boxes like you know like the, you know how there's like new outlook you know you don't use anything windows related but like there's old outlook which is literally looks like a doctor's office like clickety clackety clack 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 like, like green lettering almost black like but it's just like gray boxes lines like it looks like an excel spreadsheet that you can click on i miss that and then sometimes you have to use one that's new and fancy and obviously microsoft can't make uh apple mail so they tried yeah and it's bad well i don't know man gmail still looks like pretty old yeah basically. i like that like yeah, if yeah. you look at gmail on a desktop it hasn't really changed very no much. but they that's don't... like how all email should look yeah but i mean why are you using these other platforms is it for your work for works you have to use it for your work yeah and sometimes like the new one pops up i'm like this is an atrocity and i don't know how to fix it i don't know how to like like downgrade it yeah sure there's a way usually you can yeah i don't know how i mean like on on reddit for example you you can go to quote old reddit Mm. and you literally just type in like old.reddit.com or whatever i don't know i have mine default to that because i like it better too oh um talking to someone who doesn't know how to use reddit so i don't know well but that's what i'm what i'm saying is that that's usually an option 
to like, in yeah, all of these grow. platforms mm-hmm. you can you can go back to the old thing and i think that's literally for old people mm-hmm. that can't hack a new system but yeah. you know it's just faster too you can just like read a lot more shit very fast so you can skim faster you know, I don't even know if skimming. that's due to the design of the pages so much as you're just used to it, yeah. which I'm totally sympathetic to. Once I, you're used to something, I don't really want it to change. No. Like, every time you update your phone or whatever, and there's a day or two period where you can't even do basic things. Oh, so confused. Yeah. yeah no. Oh, I, I spent some quality time at the Apple store today. That was uh, interesting. Yeah. Can you explain this issue to me? Because your text about it only made no two-thirds sense. sense. Yeah. I was listening, like, for the past week... With headphones in, if even locked, I would have voice control start going, and I was like, no, bitch, we're not talking to you right now. I don't talk to you. So I had to like do some weird shit to turn that off. But then podcasts would speed up. They would skip. They would just all of a sudden cut out and then turn back on. And I was like, if, they're, if it was in my pocket and locked, I'm like, how does this? No, no touching. Right. No touching. No touching. It's George Bluth. And it was still like going all over the place. And then I got kicked off of a conference call today and I was like... The shame of being the person who has to dial back into a conference call because you just left because your phone fucked up mm-hmm. is too much for me to bear. Oh, yeah. That's exactly the kind of shame that will just get someone like you. That Oh, it worked. Most people would be like, oh, great. I don't have to do the rest of this conference call. No, I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> now I got to be that asshole who's like, hi, I'm back. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy. Right. It's bad. I don't know. You know, to tell you the truth, I've never done an actual conference call. I've done Skype calls yeah. with big groups, but not not even really big groups. But, I, but I've never done, like, a call but, on my phone. But you know that one person who, like, has a shitty connection or can't figure out how oh, to that's, get the mic yeah, work? that's super annoying, yeah. And you're just sitting there like, this could have been an email, but now i got to wait for your dumbass. And then you're that person? Oh, no. I shan't abide that. Well, if I can take a stab at it, it sounds like the problem was with the little... Um, the little button on the microphone or on the microphone mm-hmm. on the headphones that controls the volume and yes. stuff yeah yeah they were like yeah that thing's a piece of shit sometimes here's a new set i was like oh i don't have to spend 30 bucks thank you yeah when, when are you just gonna do what everyone else is doing and go cordless man get rid of this antiquated system you know how uh i'm clumsy yeah i don't trust myself to have a thing that's not tethered to my head so oh, okay. if i uh drop it like What's going to happen? Well, and I guess it's part and parcel with your whole nostalgia for the old internet. Like, yeah. you just want to leave things as they are. You're going to be a corded headphone person for the rest of your life. Also, like, who's going to, like, rob me when I have a corded, when I when people see, like, corded phone thing? Nobody's going to rob you for your AirPods anyway, man. People don't want things that have been in other people's ears. Yeah, but they're gonna, people will assume that I have a shitty phone. I guess so. It is a shitty phone. But I don't know. But everybody has a phone. You don't get... You know, this isn't New York in the 80s where people are stealing hubcaps off cars. When's the last time you heard of somebody getting robbed for their phone around here? Oh, I got, I got when you got whacked with, with a, a stick? <laughs> yeah, but they didn't even succeed. Yeah. Well, you should feel triumphant. I mean, what, uh, there was that... T- I remember uh, Rocky telling us that someone like rode by on a bicycle while she was on her phone and someone snatched the phone out of her ear. Yeah, I suppose that's true. And that stayed with me as, like, a thing that you just, oh, no, people still, like, trying. That was a decade ago. You're like one of these Um, boomers in the Fox News comments section complaining about vandalism. You have all these fears of young black youth stealing your phone in a drive-by bike incident. No one's going to steal my phone. You heard it here first, folks. Will is becoming institutional racist. Live on the podcast. (laughs) On National Holocaust Remembrance Day of all times, too. You cannot turn this on me. (laughs) This will not work in your favor, sir. Um, No. I just think all youth in general are scary. 
you think all youth are scary what's you, the cutoff age for this 16 16 like there's nothing more vindictive and vicious than a group of 13 to 16 year olds <laughs> is this just a carryover of, of trauma from when you were that oh, yeah. age i oh, think yeah. that's definitely yeah but like here. oh 100 percent. because like i still think they will make fun of me i'm like still 12 years old and going i'm afraid um oh see this is the difference between you and i <laughs> i aspire to be a 13 to 16 year old oh, no. they're they're the best people alive no you have complete 100 percent confidence in your ability to do anything and complete unself-awareness. Yes. Thank you. Hard that, pass. I, no. I want that back Ugh, so badly. No. Gross. Oh, Ugh. man. If, you know, if I could get zapped with some sort of sci-fi ray that would that would leave me in my adult body but give me the mind of a 16-year-old. I mean, I'm working on that project right now, but it's hard to undo several decades of uh, indoctrination, you know. KS? <laughs> what? I, I'm trying to work my way back to that state of confidence. Why are you trying to do some like Dadaist unlearning? Yeah, exactly, exactly. The right. Fuck? I feel like if I learn enough from books, I can go all the way through the wormhole and get right back to where I started. I don't think that's how that works. Which is driving my car over snow piles and running red lights for no reason. <laughs> Chucking pennies out of window, killing yeah, people. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if only I had the confidence to manslaughter again. <laughs> attempted attempted allegedly alleged attempted but yeah you're traumatized by children huh you do realize that people people well what's the difference between a 16 and an 18 year old you know why why does that two years matter to you Mm, the 18 year olds start to learn fear of the world they're like "Ooh, the world's bad now no one's i'm I'm alone i don't know i don't think people learn fear until they're like 25 Mm -mm. 25 year olds have no fear it's like a weird dip in your, you know, early 20s. You're like, ooh, I'm starting to learn things about the world. And then 25, you're like, I'm great. And then it goes really? back down. And then it and goes the, back down. That's your yeah, theory. huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you, you think people are, are riding um, constant peaks and valleys mm-hmm. over the course of their lives. Oh, Until you hit like 30 and then you're like, I don't fucking care anymore. And then it kind of levels out. And you're, you're saying you're that with a lot 30s, of authority from two years of experience. Almost three. Um, half birthday. Happy birthday to me. Um no, I think it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, you hit 30 and then it plateaus and then you start to droop and then you're 40 and you're like, oh, now I actually don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. Well, you what know, do you like think happens like, beyond bleh, bleh. that point? Do you think Do you think at 50 you, you have wait an, to die? An, oh, okay. There is a certain point <laughs> where you're just waiting to die. <laughs> see, because I think my peaks and valleys kind of stopped around age 30. Now I'm just waiting to die. That's why I'm soon. That's Too why soon. I'm so nostalgic for my 16-year-old self because I'm like, you know, just take me back there. Take me back to when I didn't know anything. And there was no fear of death. It felt so far away. Well, you already had like almost died like 3 times by 16. That's true. And then after this whole Kobe thing, I mean, I can't even get myself together over the last couple of days. It's just existential dread all over the place. For all your helicopter rides? Yeah. For all your blade. Well, trips? I was thinking about taking a blade until re- really recently and now nope. No more. Now I'm afraid of helicopters in the way that you're afraid of teenagers. <laughs> yeah, they'll come spiraling down and crashing upon you. Um, too soon? Um... <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. So w- wait a minute. In the next couple of years, like, what are you expecting from 33 to 38? Oh, you know? nothing. Just nothing. Great. Steadiness. You think it's going to be great? Yeah. You think it's going to be great? Yeah. Great in what way? Like, I don't know. As long as I don't get fat. Oh, okay. See, well... The hair's already gone. What are you going to do? Okay, so that yeah, step one. What are we going to do? See, that's a, 
what breaking can I get my poor back again? is. I mean, to I could, me. but no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You could. You could lose it all on some crazy bet on a basketball game. I don't know how to bet. So yeah, the three-way no. parlay that Kobe Bryant will die in a helicopter accident. I mean, I know about a three-way. I don't know what parlay means, but <laughs> you know, if there's a Frenchman involved, um, we oh, we. Oui, oui. <laughs> take your baguette elsewhere (laughs) sir um what is a parlay uh it's when you make a bet and then every subsequent bet that you make also has to come true so a three-way parlay is say like you make a bet that uh the celtics will win the tip off that Kevin Garnett will score a certain amount of points above what he's predicted to, and that he'll make a certain amount of rebounds above what he's predicted to. All three things have to come true in, not in order. So but it's they like all, a multiplier. But you can't lose any one of them. Yes, exactly. So it's like if you're a com- if you're you know playing Street Fighter and you, you the combos. No, that's uh, no Killer Instinct. So the combos like they're all kind of related to each other. You have to build on it. Yeah, yeah, but again, they don't have to happen in sequence, but oh. they all have to happen. Oh, you know. Mm-hmm. If you lose one, you lose them all. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's how that works. I so also you... have never done that myself, so I could be wrong. But mm. you know, that's why in the movie, that's why in Uncut Gems, when he has like a 26 way whatever thing, and he's counting them down at the end mm-hmm. of the movie, that's why sure. that's such an incredible bet that pays out so well. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, but it still only makes like a million dollars. Yeah, a million dollars on sixty thousand or whatever. Which I mean, a hundred and some thousand. Which, I mean, is pretty great, but for the risk involved is incredibly stupid. Oh, it's very dumb. It's supposed to demonstrate the risk of his addiction, you know? Uh-oh. This is dumb. Especially, like, the the uh, bet of the tip-off going one way or another, because that's a, the very first thing to happen in the game. And, and could if just you go... lose that one, it renders all of your other bets, like, completely nonsense. Oh. So only incredibly addicted, aggressive gamblers would ever bet on that, hmm. <laughs> you know? Especially in the context of, like, a complicated chain like that. Couldn't you have just played, like, Kino in a bar? Yeah, I mean, that's what my grandma used to do. Mm-hmm. That, that's a different sort of, like... Yeah, video poker, baby. You know, you don't want to lose the whole house, but you do want to be able to gamble every day. Mm. It's sort of like the type of alcoholic you are. Just, you know, six or seven seltzers a night. You don't skip all the way over to 26, and then it's fine. This is two, thank you. <laughs> Did I have five and a bottle of wine and then pay for it tremendously yeah. the next day? uh-huh. I vomed for three hours. Yeah, no, I know. I saw the recycle bin. Yeah. Uh, that was completely full when it was completely empty the night before. It was not completely empty. I've been wondering if you've been feeling any shame about that, constantly filling that thing up yourself. No, because some of it is also just like snacks. Uh, Are you getting important business papers yeah. right now because uh, your establishment is letting out? Uh, Yeah, hold on. Cover for... Easy answer. Okay. You know, I made an off offhand like, "Hi, can you do do this for me just so I can like do paperwork so I don't have to work on a day off?" And someone's like, "Do I have to do things?" I'm like, "I don't know. Did you agree to that? I thought you said you would." And then now you're confused. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, well, anyway. Whatever. Okay. I was still curious about oh. about your life theories. Life theories. Your whole peaks and valleys life theory. Oh, well, I was going to say, "No, I have no shame." Uh huh. Generally, yeah. That yeah, so, I know. Mm, that, you know, we all know that's true. <laughs> so, quite frankly, um, oh, the peaks and valleys. You don't think that's true? 
yeah, I don't know. I I just I, I it never occurred to me to think about it that way. I've kind of thought about life as a hopefully a steady trajectory up. Mm. And then my dismay at that being constantly proved false. Yeah. Um it really sets me back. So I've think I've thought about life more as like a you know, a sort of falling down the stairs for all eternity type of thing. And hopefully you learn something by the end of that, but you're still like a broken pile of bones. Well, in your case, that's already been done. So yeah, I, I guess know. so. I guess so. Um, yeah, what I don't understand is what's the difference between 30 and 40 in your theory? Because you said at 30, you get to a certain realization, and then at 40, you get to a realization, like and then 30, at 50, you're waiting to die. So what's the difference between 30 and at 40? At 30, you've achieved your youth. You've learned the most that you can from youth because you're not young anymore then. Everything else is just like, you know, getting to agedness. And that's why like the 30 to 40, you're like, what, can I still learn? Can I still have experiences? Can I, is newness still a part of my life? Yeah. Okay. Cause then once 40 is like, you know, are, can you keep kicking that ball down? I see. Of like, can I have new experiences after 40? I don't know. And most of the, most of the time when you have like new experiences after 40, 45, 50, you're having a midlife crisis and you're just throwing all your shit out the window. Going I was like, going to say, well, one way or another, you're having negative experiences, whether yeah. it's divorce or a midlife crisis or whatever. Yeah. Your new experiences Buying a become boat. tainted. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's reaction against lost youth. Uh-huh. You know, rather just be like on a continual thing of like, can I still try new things rather, right. and with no regret? Whereas at 30, you have a certain kind of wisdom because now you're like, you, Ooh, not going to do that. Those now you, do, the yeah. chapter of your youth is completed, but the new experiences can still be bright. Yeah. yeah. And if you have just like latent adoles- adolescence, hello, uh-huh. hi, uh-huh. Um, everything's new all the time. Right. So, well, in some ways your theory corresponds to like an older version of humanity. Cause you know, like adolescence wasn't really a thing until after world war two. Like, there was no stage of adolescence culturally. People didn't really think in terms of teenagers or 20-somethings being, like, a distinct category. It was sort of like you were a child, and then you went into the war, and Mm. then you were an adult. Yeah. And this was true for women, too, even if you didn't serve. It was like the idea was to go from being a girl to being a lady. Being, like, a teeny bopper that was, like, following around Elvis or Frank Sinatra or whatever was sort of looked down upon. Like, that was trashy. Hmm. You wanted to be, like, a pillbox hat-wearing Jackie Kennedy type. That's all... No, that's a very certain kind of person. Well, a certain that. kind of person. But, I mean, I'm speaking... You know, I'm speaking broadly about American culture in particular. Yeah. Like, like I think that's kind of true that there there wasn't... You know, there wasn't this category of arrested development. That became kind of canonized later, especially with hippies and stuff in the 60s. You know, people were drawing out their youth a lot longer. Yes. And I think now, I think we've discussed it a little bit on here before, but like, I think people are perpetually adolescent. I know that that's true for me. Like, I feel like that will never really end for millennials and Gen Z in particular. Like, we've been infantilized to an incredible degree. Yeah. It's hard to become an adult in a way that it didn't used to be. Oh, I mean... You're under a lot of thumbs culturally. Yeah. Whether that's the thumb of debt or the, like, you know, think about it. Like, in the Obama years when you could be on your parents' health insurance until you're 26. That seems a bit much. Well, yeah. I mean, it's an unfortunate necessity of, like, you know, the capitalist boot. I wasn't even going to go there with it, though, really. Although that is very true. Like, I think a lot of those constraints are purely material yeah um but there's also like aesthetically we've been in infantilized i mean there's a reason a why the, you know the greatest producer of 
apparel was forever 21 when it should have been forever 29 trying to be a size six <laughs> like bitch we know yeah yeah like no like it, it, it like it doesn't work that way and it's the same thing like and this is maybe another thing of the aughts of like the juicy couture sweatpants right like it's just like i can be young and hot it's like listen sandra yeah your name is sandra mm-hmm. you haven't had a salad in six years <laughs> You are that lady who can only eat cheesy potatoes in Freaky Eaters. Oh, yeah. Which I sympathize with. (laughs) (laughs) But not all my pants have elastic on them. Right, right, right. So, girl, you are not cheeky across your ass. You are just sad and depressed across your ass. Right. It's it's the uh, Seinfeld thing (gasps) we saw the other night of what do those sweatpants signify, George, Mm -hmm. that you've given up on life? (laughs) <laughs> oh i think i know what i'm getting you for your birthday then juicy couture sweatpants that just say sad and lonely <laughs> <laughs> just one cheek sad one cheek depressed. oh man those are the the incel model the front just says dusty <laughs> <laughs> oh take, boy uh, give myself a back. that was a good one uh, in rhinestones too, in purple Ooh, velour. Yeah, you mm. should get that. Yeah, you should get that going. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I mean, it appears in fashion. Like, like when I am out and about in the world these days, I, I, I was, I was thinking this today on the subway because I saw a woman who was probably, you know, let's say mid thirties, let's say thirty six, mm-hmm. but she looked forty five entirely due to the way she was dressed and made up. Oh, those ladies do exist. Yes, and I could tell it was. A class thing. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, you're making, you know, $250,000 a year mm-hmm. as a stockbrokeress or whatever. And that's why you look that way. Mm. Because you're overworked and your, like, professional environment sort of demands it. Like, yeah. you're an adult in the sense that I thought of my parents as adults. But it's mostly yeah. because you have a real job. Yeah. It has really probably nothing to do with your actual number and age. But it does transform the way you look. Like too. you feel responsible for the world. And it's yes. like, no one, no one, no, no, you're not that, no. Um, I think like when it, when I see people who are like 32 but look 41, like with like still damp hair from their shower at six in the morning, I'm like, right. how, did, how did it never dry? What is wrong with you? Like, oh, it's moose. Okay, I don't know. And like just like <laughs> yeah. pallid skin. I'm like. I just want to be like, girl, you need some self-care. I feel like a douche saying that, but like you need to treat yourself in some way, shape or form. But like, it seems like life has been hard to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a whole nother, there's a whole nother version of this because the people I had in my mind do have a lot of time for self-care because of their high paying jobs. Or even if they don't have time mm, for yeah. it, they have staff and they have but, the yeah. money to like look good at the level of their skin. Dewey, yeah. But there are like... um office workers or just workers in general that don't have the time but still have like a lot of responsibility whether they have a family or whatever that yeah it does wear them down yeah i mean like you know that's not to say like whatever thing is happening in their real life like maybe they're taking care of a sick parent child fine we get it but like at the same time like be a little irresponsible i'm always gonna say be a little irresponsible yeah and just like you want to buy that sweater right you want to buy that fancy thing? Like, or shit, buy the fatty, fatty chicken sandwich. Because you know what? You're going to feel better. Yeah. Maybe you're going to, like, sweat it out later, but, like, whatever. <laughs> but. Certainly not on the treadmill, though. 
maybe maybe <laughs> you're gonna hate yourself afterwards and then have to go like you know run it out i don't know yeah that seems like a different shame spiral that i'm not a part of right but like i don't i don't understand withholding from yourself but I'm a selfish cunt. So, like, I don't know. I'm not the greatest person to talk about. Well, well, yeah. And, I mean, it has a lot to do with financial responsibility, too. You uh, can shirk those, uh, too. Uh, and I, yeah, well, <laughs> some people can and some people can't. Like, yeah. I, I was wondering why you're saying that, like, how much of this just has to do with a certain amount of bohemianism, too. I know. In artistic yeah. circles and stuff where, yeah. like, just being childish and selfish in a lot of ways, as yeah. we've discussed, is just par for the it's course. It's also bad. And, and also it's bad. Like regressive in so many ways. Yes. Yeah, it is. But, um... But I don't know. It, it it also lends your mind to being like a little bit more flexible, I think. Because the whole problem I have with like over-professionalizing in art is due to this syndrome too, where people turn it into a job and they take on the aesthetics of like art dealers, even though they're artists. Which is weird. Like, yeah. any, I don't trust people who have pristine floors. Oh, no, of course not. Like, why is that? Like, or anyone who like has like, so I'm sure you've seen this in the world before, but like, you know, like either newspaper or like a roll of paper towel on in against the wall so like stuff falling can be like cleaned up i'm like who fucking cares it's a work site treated as such yeah i mean it it signifies that they're more prepared for studio visits or more concerned about studio visits than they are about their actual work yeah that or they're just simply type a like i think there are those type of people too but it's bizarre to me that they're artists it doesn't You're a little type a i'm a little type a but i also don't i'm like fuck yeah it. but like th- there's a baseline level of organization or like knolling that i do in the studio that is what um knolling as in k-n-o-l-l you make uh century n- furniture no no i mean that 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 term is a verb that means like to organize a surface so you just sort of arrange things so that they're clearly presented and which I actually do think comes from Noel. Uh, it might come from their corporate ethos. I yeah. don't know, but yeah, it, it's not truly like organizing or putting things away. You generally leave everything out, but you try to put like things together and arrange your working space in a way that's visually clear, so that when you go to reach for a tool, it's you can there. Yeah, get yeah. It no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I do things like that, and I tend who to, doesn't do that? A lot of people don't do that either. I don't like to look for shit. I, I mean, just want to be like. You know, as a psychologist would say, it's like a spectrum thing. You know, I'm people are on the spectrum artistically in their studio from, you know, type A to whatever being a complete slob is. Mm. So I, what all I was trying to say is that, like, I don't think a certain amount of organization or, like, cleanliness or whatever is necessarily a bad thing. But if you're fixated on it, it's definitely a bad thing. That's insane. It's sort of like we talked about a couple episodes back where, like, you're having a problem making a painting, but now all of a sudden, oh, I want to really fuss with the lights or yeah. move my furniture around or you're whatever. You're putting the problem outside of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. I think a lot of people, a, a lot of, like, over-professionalized artists tend to think of, like, updating their website or doing their CV or putting a paper towel on the floor as, like, the majority of what their it's work the is. the work, yeah. Yeah. I fucking forgot to pay for my the ten dollars for my website, and then it got shut down. And I'm like, oh, I'll put that up eventually. I don't even think you need to anymore. I'm have you pay- been? I'm have paying you been feeling for the, that way? I've, I've been paying fifteen dollars for the hosting of the other, like the design template. So I gotta figure that out. Right, right. No, I otherwise know. that's you know that's I re- a sandwich. I re-upped on my website like because it's automatic now. I just have it mm. set that way. And the last time it came around, I let it keep going. But I was thinking like. 
This is pointless. Like, just get rid of it. I don't know anybody that really uses the that. The problem anymore. is your images fall from Google searches. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. But Which I was like, oh. But I don't even think people really use Google to look up artists anymore. Oh, it's just Instagram. Everybody's on yeah. Instagram, yeah. What happens when that falls? That's true. I don't know. But it'll, you know? it'll just move on to the next thing. I really don't think personalized websites are as important as they used to be. <sighs> yeah, I was listening to something where it's like you know we all have to be very responsible and do our social media i'm like am i just like young or old enough to be like no one cares yeah i don't know i I, i'm really struggling with this a lot right now because i don't want to have to care in fact i wish it could be a kind of active resistance to just be off of it yeah except that it has done what all tech things do and completely monopolized this entire infrastructure. Yeah. So now you have no choice. Yeah, I don't want to... And even though we never signed up for this, like, actively, it was always sort of a passive participation, now you're stuck with it. Well, once people realize that they could, like, run businesses off of it, people are like, I just can do that, and that's how I get, like, clout. And it's like, you care? Why you care so much? Yeah, you shouldn't care. I mean, Instagram is just as disposable as anything. Yeah should be treated as such i guess but yeah. then it becomes a like business praxis and you're like Ugh. excuse yeah you, even you just saying that made me want to fucking puke didn't yeah yeah mm-hmm. business praxis yeah. you if that if that statement has ever graced your lips or crossed your mind unironically fucking kill yourself <laughs> that's a thing that I mean, sucks you've never had to sit through seminars on how to use social media to promote your business well well no I, <sighs> I, i've never had to do that at work but you'll remember we we were the dawn of this you know professional practices as a class did you ever was, have to sit through that yeah everyone did but like if you could just you know format your cv in a good way they're like okay do whatever you want i'm like thank you i know how to use microsoft word it's not hard but you know i don't know after all these years of like being a brooklynite or whatever the fuck you know what i've learned is nobody even cares about that you don't get shows through you know nobody's like you know what i'm gonna put this person in a show because they're a great professional their cv is so well formatted i'll tell you one thing about that guy he doesn't make misspellings on his cv like that never happens yeah that right justification is hot all the way down it doesn't no matter. One cares the at only, all. The only time it's useful is like, oh, you got to update your resume. Oh, I'm just gonna copy and paste that formatting. Just yeah, shuffle out the shit. And well, like, and most yeah, people really good just at steal other people's formatting as a template and reuse it. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I talked about it a little bit on our episode with Alan, but like, I'm really hungry for like an alternative infrastructure of some kind, or just some kind of like outside zone. You just want new Tumblr where artists can participate. No, I'm not even talking about on the internet. Oh, you were talking about like the outside spheres of influence. Well, yeah, because I do feel like there is, um, I don't know what to call it, whether it's like an ideological grouping, because I don't think it's aesthetic, but there is a sort of like mentality amongst a certain set of artists that is already like an alternative to over-corporatized internet personalities and what are we doing right now the brick and mortar like infrastructure of galleries you know that but there needs to be an outlet for that that develops an audience aside from those other two phenomenon yeah right now there's too much overlap this is what like alternative spaces were in the 70s but those became you know corporate overlords immediately anyway well yeah i mean i i really do you remember when the uh, white columns registry was like it's yes. just hot shit if you if you're famous if you get on that it's like 
No one fucking... Who's checking that? Well, that sort of corresponded with the early days of the internet, too. When, like, mm-hmm. gallery art infrastructure wasn't really utilizing the internet yeah. yet, oh, and there so wasn't bad. social media. So yeah. that kind of, like, instant cachet. I mean, New American Paintings was sort of, like, kind of hot in that moment, too. People still are slavish to that and apply and give them hundreds of dollars. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I I, I resent the idea that you would pay to apply to anything like that. Oh, God, no. Although I understand if you're, like, desperate for exposure and you want it, but... I don't know what... It's just not going to do anything for you in a way that it may be used to. Yeah, I don't... Although I'm not sure it ever did. It all seems like a pyramid scheme in retrospect, anyway. It was just, you know, like, what we would look at it now is, like, you know, it's a way to get followers in undergrad yep. who don't know no better. That's right. And they're terribly boomer uh professors are like y'all go to the art library and you look at the magazines and tell me report back tell me what you lack yeah yeah and it's like why would you like i couldn't imagine going all right guys now i want you to go through some art forms and tell me what you think is interesting right right. they'd be like what why yeah i don't know there's not even ads in here anymore and i'd be like yeah i know did you light it on fire and throw it out the window? No. Yeah. Oh, well, you should have. <laughs> yeah. um, missed opportunity. Uh, well, I don't know. Again, that's why I'm. That's why I'm just trying to talk it out on here. Is like a, 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 having a new. I don't. I don't even want to call it new. Just having some sort of alternative sphere where things can happen outside the internet, because that's been capitalized by social media companies. I mean, yeah. the the whole reason that like a young person in undergrad wouldn't understand flipping through a magazine as a source is because they just use Instagram as a source. But yeah. like news bubbles or whatever else, it just becomes this self reinforcing, self fulfilling prophecy of similar aesthetics that gain clout. So you can't really use that either. Like, unfortunately, it has to take place more or less off the Internet, like outside of maybe for organizational purposes, like, Mm -hmm. you know, in the same way that political protests, it's like still useful to use Facebook or whatever to get mass groups of people that otherwise aren't connected. Yeah, people's I mean, people still do that. But again, you could argue, I guess what you're implying is that like it also allows for you know it also allows you to be surveilled yeah yeah yeah. so it's not like incredibly useful although in an art context that kind of surveillance i mean what difference does it make no one's coming to shut you down we're not we're not talking about doing anything like political with it just or um you know but but so that's why i think it has to take place off the internet and it obviously has to take place outside of galleries because they wouldn't let you in anyway. Well, why would you want to do that there? That's that's a marketplace. You don't, you know. Right. It's not for that. Yeah. You don't proselytize in the market. This is a biblical. This is a Jesus biblical thing. Mm-hmm. You know the market. The people who set up market outside of the temple. Yeah. Because like everyone was going there anyway. Right. What a great place to sell your wares. Also, go fuck yourself. Yeah. That's not a place. You don't do that there. Right. Yep. Jesus was a Jewish social- socialist. The original Bernie. <laughs> at least he was ripped <laughs> yeah that's really you think jesus was ripped i'm not so sure you see how do those, you know you see all those crucifixes yeah i know but they also ripped. portrayed jesus as an aryan man when likely he looked like an egyptian or a palestinian or something yeah you ever fucked an egyptian oh no ripped <laughs> get very sweaty though. it's, it's all that gross. wandering in the desert keeps yeah. you lean yeah i mean the fear of the uh cicadas or whatever the fuck Oh, uh huh. Yeah, you got to learn how to run for your you life. You got to outrun the insects. Yeah, yeah. fucking. While hey. you're building the Pharaoh's temple, lifting all those stones. Yeah, upper body strength. Got to push. Mm. <laughs> yeah. mm. Jacked. Yeah. No, I. Mm. 
No, I was just going to say in the, like, we briefly said the surveillance thing. Like, I just saw the ad today of, like, oh, your phone is now your Metro card. I was like, oh, no, bitch. You're not going to get me on this one. They've started installing that in stations already. Omni or whatever. I was like, no, no, you are not going to track truly down to the, like, where I swipe my Metro card. You already can based on what, like, you know, if I have the Wi-Fi on. Right. But, like, we will not be doing this now, too. No, no. This is not going to make my life easier. This just makes more data. Yeah, yeah. No. No, thank you. I'm good. Well, and I'm and I'm sure it's did you did you hear that the um British guy that was running the MTA for a couple of years it sounded like he kind of got ousted. Like he resigned I think, or I whatever, think he, like, but he quit out of like pure frustration. Frustration with Cuomo and and yeah. like basically the corrupt New York Democratic establishment like stopping him from modernizing the system. I mean, um but what I think is interesting about that Omni thing, especially in light of that guy's leaving, is that it's, it is clearly one of these data collection ploys where once you have enough data and the MTA is insolvent enough, why, why not sell it off to a private something, well, whether that's also- Lyft or Uber or whatever, and then they'll just run trains when they need them because they'll have the data to know when the highest traffic is uh-huh. and blah, blah, blah. They already have that in a rudimentary way, yeah. but when they have it down to the person, there's nothing stopping them from... But they don't have to develop their own system of data collection. Yep. They'll just have someone else do it yep. and then buy it back, which is another bureaucratic hoop that I'm like... Duh, duh. But like, it's the kind of... like The day that that guy was... Resi- the, uh, the day that guy resigned was the day of pure shutdown extravaganza that i was like did you have any problems getting home because i had to sit in niggies for two hours because i couldn't leave right i was stuck on manhattan i was like i could walk across the bridge but no i don't want to <laughs> yeah i mean are you implying that the mta might have been in a little bit of chaos like sort of because well, of that or no what? no no no. but it was already no it was in chaos because there were bed bugs in the um uh, the switching terminal yeah yeah but, like, when those things happen simultaneously, you're like, so no one has it together. Like, your ground troops don't have it together. Like, up top, they're just like, eh, I hope this runs. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it is the kind of thing where the more sinister thing is that, like, oh, you're an under, unused, un, not that, you know, not that many riders are here, not that many affluent riders who have a Exactly, exactly right. We're going to fuck your station, then we're going to say that station doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Until you poors can walk farther. Or, you know, it'll be it'll be like New York was in the seventies where like um less well off neighborhoods will just get no attention and no maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll just run to the Upper East Side or you know, wherever there's the most and most moneyed traffic. Mm-hmm. And they could even do things like if you get caught skipping a fare, oh well, now maybe the fare's more expensive to you and things like yeah. this. Like I think I told you off, Mike, but in that in that book there was all these um the capital, the surveillance capitalism yeah. book. There was all these um, instances where insurance companies were installing, or were were asking car insurance companies were asking their drivers to install these monitoring systems oh, in their yeah, cars. I remember this, like it was the good driving discount. I actually saw an ad for one on Hulu. Yeah. I think from Progressive the yep. other day. This, so this is already a thing, but they make it seem like it's a public service to the driver. Oh, you can save on your car insurance if you drive well, if you drive under the speed limit, things like this. But really what it will become is a punishment mechanism where, oh, you miss a car payment, we shut your car off. I could very much see the same thing happening yeah. in terms of public transportation. You commit a crime on the subway way you're banned or whatever well i when i was home my mom's car has like a camera in the front i'm like the fuck what for 
I think a lot of cars have cameras in the front and back now. Well, the back, yeah, for backing up. But, right. like, also, that's the thing. Like, where's that data go? Does it just stay in the car? No, because these things are all Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and fuckery. No, definitely not. And and Google... So, like, if you back into a car, as one does, right. when you're parallel parking, because you're not good at it, you knock a, hit a bumper, you drive off, you say, oh, no driver, okay, gotta go. I've never done this, no. Um maybe the car senses it and goes oh this one hit one just ping it oh absolutely put it it on the tally sheet like it's not going to be a thing but that's clearly what that's for and i mean uh google and i'm sure others too but they're the only one i know off the top of my head have relationships with gm and stuff they're the ones that are contracted to make the computers for new cars um so even if they're not using it for these type of insurance schemes yet it is like a device for mapping the roads and stuff like basically turning every car into a street view car I think that would account for well, the front-facing Well, that's how, like, Waze will... Because I was like, who's using Waze and actually updating every fucking... I think a lot of people do do that. Why, yeah. Why are these people not getting pulled over for using the goddamn phone? I don't know, man. In Ohio, I can tell you right now that, like, everybody texts mother, and yeah. calls and drives. And, like, yeah. you can just see it happening. And apparently the cops don't give don't a shit. Because I've shit. never seen yeah. anyone get pulled over for it. Mm-mm. My dad does it constantly. Insane. Well, because ever I mean, I don't know. I... But yeah, I don't so know. So what you're well, saying is I should repair Corolla because she has no technology. Yeah. And I can be freewheeling on the road with her. I, I mean, honestly, th- th- there was a thing recently about facial recognition because obviously like the Chinese government is already uh, weaponizing that for surveillance. But there was a big expose in the Times about a tech startup company that's doing the same thing and selling it to U.S. law enforcement. Like there's hundreds of local law enforcement departments that use this like cloud-based um, facial recognition app and it's already convicted criminals and stuff but mm. so there was all this talk about resistance to that like wearing certain types of makeup mm. and things like that like it's old shit like the weird like refractive it's yeah, basically yeah. like dazzle for people well apparently like icp makeup will fuck them up stuff like that, that tracks um but so people are talking about this as a future form of resistance against this kind of surveillance and i could very easily imagine a market opening up black market opening up for you know pre probably 2010 cars yeah um, you know, until they're outlawed because of emission standards or whatever. There's going to be all sorts oh, of yeah. like mm-hmm. attitudes and ways around this, but yeah. Hmm. No, I mean, hmm. I mean, back, back to the subway thing real quick. Like I was having a conversation at work the other day about Lyft and Uber and mm-hmm. some people I was with were speculating like, Oh, that, you know, they still don't make any money. And nope. having come hot off the heels of this book, I was like, you guys, you know that they're not in the business of actually giving people rides. Like, they're just collecting your data through the rideshare service and selling that to advertisers. Like, that's actually the business model. Hmm. And all they have to do is achieve economies of scale and scope eventually, which they've already kind of done, edging out taxi services and black cars, before it just becomes, like, a privatized means of public transportation. And this Omni thing that's now being installed in the subway seems like another insidious instance of this. Like, I would not be surprised if this company Omni has ties to the same venture capitalists that are doing Lyft and Uber, you know, maybe, I mean the, well, what I was also going to bring up for, uh, coronavirus. Yeah. There's now just like temperature scanners at airports, which I was like, what? That's uh, temperature scanners are a thing in Iron Man three. Yeah. Right. 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 Like, Oh, anything over however many degrees is hostile. Oh no, that's real. Like in airports in China, they'll just like, scanning just like too hot come here right right you're not allowed i'm like wait what yeah yeah I can, what I if mean, you just have a, a sniffle well yeah i mean they're still gonna check you out and quarantine you i'm sure yeah and then, mm. 
Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't hear about that. But I mean, I know that's been a military technology for a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's basically just... how night vision sort of works. Yeah, but now yeah. it's just on the public. Right. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I saw um, I saw it in a Reddit post, but it it's actually seems kind of true that like if the coronavirus were eventually to spread to the United States, like could you imagine how bad it would get here because people wouldn't go to the hospital knowing they can't afford it? Mm-hmm. Um, That's that book. Or even... Which book? Severance. Oh, yeah. Everybody read Severance by Ling Ma. Um, it's about a virus that starts a zombie-like virus that starts in a trading district in China where people will just do the same rote tasks. They get a high fever and then they'll just stop and do the same rote tasks over and mm. over again, whatever has been programmed into their brain. They won't eat. They won't do anything. They'll just slowly degrade over time. Oh, cool. That doesn't sound prescient at all. No. Have no. anything to do with what's going on. Anything at all. Yeah. Mm. So if you want a roadmap of what your future looks like, we have to buy a mall. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it has all the things. That's where people are living in the context of that book. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah they, if that happens a, a lot in zombie stories where malls become like this location of solace. Because they have freezers there, and they have cooking things there, and you can easily, like, rehook up their electricity, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. They become, like, um, contained cities. Well, they run on shitloads of generators. There's plenty of generators in a mall, you know. Um, But, yeah, anything you could ever want is in there. You need a bed? Well, we got the bottom floor of a Macy's Mm -hmm. filled with shit. Oh, yeah. King-size beds all over the place. Oh, fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. Until the rats get in there and bring the bed bugs and plague. And then you die a different way. I mean, you know, it's fine. And then that Auntie Anne's, you know, the shit's not, you know, going anywhere. Oh, yeah. That's not spoiling. You can have cinnamon raisin pretzels for the for rest of your life. For fucking ever. You know, if you've ever been to a mall once, you know how to turn one of those fuckers on. <laughs> what? Endless Panda Express? Bitch, it's not hard. Oh, man. That sounds good only hypothetically. I got like one second into that fantasy before I was like, oof, oof. actually imagining eating that <laughs> and then you lose <laughs> for all... the third time on the first day already makes me want to die. Yeah, I mean, you know, if the virus doesn't get you, the diarrhea does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's greasy. Yeah, it's true. Huh. Do we have anything to say about our dystopic future of 30 to 40? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens to you at age 40. You eat pa- Actually, that does kind of happen to a lot of people at age 40. You eat Panda Express three times a day until you die. Oh, that's actually real. <laughs> Ooh, that, hi, don't look at me like that. Mm-hmm. Uber Eats only makes it easier. You can track all the data you want when it's just to and from Panda Express. <laughs> I've never used Uber Eats for food. I haven't either, only because you're already going to be in for $25, it seems like. Almost no matter what you order. Oh, wait. This is a side question in the same realm. When did Postmates come from, uh, turn from it can get you anything to it only does seamless? Really? Wasn't there a time where Postmates, like, because when I was, vi- on Friday, when I was violently ill, I was like, I just want someone to get me ginger ale, Gatorade, saltines, and peanut butter, because I can't fathom anything else. But I want someone to go to a bodega or a grocery store. I, I think that's your problem right there, is that Postmates was never a grocery store service, nor was it like a TaskRabbit thing. It was anything but for, but only for restaurants. So, for example, like, you could get Postmates for per se, even. Ooh, but you can't get it for going to Food Bazaar. Oh. 
So. Yeah, I had to go to delivery.com and I was like, how soon? But there are other apps like that. There's a thing called Instacart. There, there's, yeah, I, I went know. on Instacart and it was like an hour. I was like, I'm going to die in an hour. <laughs> so someone needs to do this faster. Oh, geez. Man, an hour is not fast enough for you for delivery of anything you want. Well, it, was, it wasn't it was everything that I wanted either. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll leave the house in sweatpants. Yeah. For shame. Well, that's acceptable when you're sick. Yeah, I was like, uh... I mean, I left the house in sweatpants today. I'm not even sick at all. You're sick in the head. <laughs> no one should leave the There's house There's no disputing sweatpants. that. No. Well, yeah. no. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's, yeah. That's enough. We're all set. Um... Someone listen. Someone pay the Patreon. There's there's two oh, there's two things on there. It's really late in the episode, but yeah, sure, we should plug that really quick. Yeah, I put up. How a, do you even find it? Um, Patreon.com/slash/GreenAndLewis. I should oh. put it on the Instagram. I yeah. forgot to do this. You're the Instagram person. Why don't, don't you put know, it on the fucking Instagram? I don't know the address of the Patreon. It's it's Patreon.com/slash/GreenAndLewis. Oh, okay. you can put it on the Instagram. Hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, you guys should go there and check it out. We have our second part of our episode with Jim that's been up there for a while, and I put up a second bonus episode from last week. We recorded two, so you uh, might want to check it out. Five bucks a month. We've we haven't plugged it since like the first time yeah. that we introduced it. Uh-huh. So if you didn't know that that was happening, that's a thing too. Yeah. Uh, at this rate, you're going to get about one a month. That's all we can promise. But You should throw the early ones on for funsies. That would be interesting. Maybe I'll do a lost episode one at some point, yeah. Like, yeah, like the open the vault like it's Disney. Yeah, yeah, the the Green and Lewis vault. Mm-hmm. That sounds good, yeah. The shame vault. The, sh- the shame vault. <laughs> There's probably some good episodes in there. I mean, I don't even remember what we talked about. Oh, I have no fucking yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, that's a thing. Check it out, guys. Yeah. Okay. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.